Good afternoon, Los Angeles and all of Southern California. I'm Farley Malaris, and you're listening to Astrological Metaphysical Radio, the phenomenon of the 80s, on KFOX 93.5 FM, your talk alternative. All right. Yeah. It's a wonderful summer in Southern California, and I'd like to thank you all for joining us here weekdays at 12 noon, KFOX 93.5, where you can hear the Astrology Hour, your edition of Astrological Metaphysical Radio. Isn't that special? (laughs) Okay. Hey, we got a good topic for you today. Last week, we talked about the Saturn return. Today, we're going to talk about the transit of Saturn, because Saturn is a planet of karma and a planet of vital interest concerning life's lessons, restrictions, and contractions. Hey, just because you're not having a Saturn return doesn't mean that Saturn is not moving on one of your 11 factors, one of your 11 planets. So usually wherever Saturn goes, there is a restriction, a contraction, and the key here is that something is taken away. And we're going to find out why things do pass, why things must pass, and how to use Saturn as a grade or a measure to discover why things sometimes are restricted or removed. When I had a Saturn conjunct Venus, I went through a divorce, I lost my wife, and I went through money crisis, I lost my job, my business went broke, I went through a Saturn conjunct Mercury, square my moon. I had a heavy emotional crisis at that point, and I went through Saturn conjunct Sun. I was unemployed, out of work, Saturn conjunct Saturn, my Saturn return. You go through these cycles in life, and in today's show, I'm going to teach you, number one, how to memorize the planets in your personal chart, and number two, how to follow Saturn to see when it's going to set off one of these circuits in your chart, so we can find out together what is contracted, what is restricted, or what could possibly be taken away due to a Saturn transit. So this is a good topic for you, the transit of Saturn and contractions. Okay, so today is a fun day, so we talk about the transits of Saturn. You know, I've been kind of happy lately, it's summer, and during this time of year, my body and my mind was always conditioned to take it easy. I still remember elementary school and high school and college when that school term was over, and we were finally free to relax for a few months (laughs) before it started up again. So I've been conditioned to have fun this time of year, and that's why it seems funny that I'm working (laughs) during the summer. You're working. Why don't you take vacation off? School's not on, but I'm not a kid anymore, so what the heck. But anyway, I am having fun, so if you enjoy my sense of humor, you'll like the show. Saturn symbolizes the first law of manifestation, limitation. Saturn is a planet. First of all, every planet has a specific significance in the birth chart. The power of astrology, as far as this radio show is concerned, the power in this show is that we teach planetary astrology. I know a lot of you have come from a past where you've worshipped sun signs. Yay for Linda Goodman, right? And Joyce Gilson. God bless these people, because they're real good for those people that are interested in sun signs. But we talked about astrology rebirth. When you get to a certain point where finally you can handle, you can understand the planetary consciousness of astrology. Meaning that more than just your sun sign, each and every one of the planets that we can sense out there in our solar system has a significant importance. It's like they're different organs, different vital organs in a body. So, you know, during this show, what we do, sometimes we usually tackle a different aspect or a different part of a particular planet and try and teach that to you. And by doing that, then you will actually overall hopefully benefit from knowing what each planet means. Basically, the sun features will, individuality, spirit, creative energy, identity, and the soul. 
The moon is the personality, emotions, feelings, sensitivity. Mercury is the mind factor, communications, link between spirit and matter. Venus is the planet of harmony, appreciation, and personal affections. Mars is the battery of life, energy, action, aggressiveness. Venus also rules the female factor, and Mars the male factor. Jupiter is the planet of expansion, spontaneity, and improvement. Uranus is a planet of awakening, change, originality, independence, science, technology, astrology, reformation, and rebelliousness. Neptune is a planet of sensitivity, dreams, compassion, faith, idealism, or self-destruction. Pluto is a planet that identifies regeneration, coercion, or cooperation through and deep transformation, of course, and also rebirth transformation. And finally, today's topic, Saturn, is a planet of contraction, limitations, discipline, effort, karma, success, and ambition. So basically, Saturn strengthens the personality through what I would call endurance and perseverance or persistence. It focuses and concentrates the energy. Saturn's contractive nature gives us the opportunity for introspection, meditation, and concentration kind of keeps us from being too impulsive. It also allows us to work out karma in the process of evolution. And the key to dealing with Saturn is discipline, dealing with things, not just letting them ride or anything. Saturn requires caution and restraint, seriousness and stability. It is also related to time, organization, consolidation, crystallization, ambition, self-preservation, responsibility, conventionality, pessimism, and perseverance. Now, Saturn inhibits, it delays, it restricts, it perfects, and it deepens. It causes fear at times, worry, seriousness, and anxiety. Saturn is most compatible in the sign it rules. It is the Lord of Capricorn, the sign of material organization and practical ambition. Saturn is ill-expressed in Cancer, where it becomes hypersensitive, and Saturn exalts or does its best in Libra and finds the impulsive nature of Aries to be at odds with its cautious approach. So it does better in Capricorn and Libra and not as good in Cancer and Aries. Now, if you have an astroscope near you, then you should get it out at this point. First and foremost, you probably should have filled out your abbreviations on the first page. If you take your time to find all the abbreviations up top that are listed on the bottom, then you will start to find location. Because what you're looking at when you look at the wheel of your astroscope is you are looking at a navigational map of this solar system that we live in with the Earth at the center and with the sun and the moon and all the planets in the wheel surrounding the Earth. See where your name is in the center. That's where you're born. That's on planet Earth. (laughs) Date, time, and city of birth. That's you. And the planets surrounding that are surrounding the Earth from our point of view. The sun, moon, and all the planets are traveling from our point of view in what is called the ecliptic, are those 12 stellar constellations that we call the zodiac, Aries through Pisces. So when anyone is born on Earth, we can identify planetary locations in any one of those 12 signs, Aries through Pisces. So the logic of this topic and this discussion is to inform you at this point that when you are born, you have a navigational chart that we call a natal chart or an astrology birth chart. And also, at the same time that you do have this birth chart, you can identify astronomically by looking at the chart where these planets are located. Because the way the science of astrology works, we can interpret character, personality, karma, destiny, metaphysical effects, and cosmic effects, evolutionary status, and almost anything you can think of by knowing where the planets are when you took your first breath. Isn't that interesting? I love that. So frankly, what is important to me when I first found out about astrology is to find out where your planets are. That's why I tell people, send for your chart so you can identify your planets. Most people read the astroscope once or twice. My students 
The ones that are fanatics out there make notebooks, they punch three holes in the sides of the pages, they fill in their abbreviations, they list their planets, they memorize their planets and signs, and that's what you should do for today's topic. You should be able to take the time to memorize where your sun is by degree and by sign, and frankly, the degree will be the number on top, or for some of you with older astroscopes, the number to the left. And the minute of degree, or the less significant uh, part of that location, would be located on the bottom number, or the number to the right. Each sign of the zodiac, each stellar constellation that we can sense, has 30 degrees of location in it, and there are 60 minutes within each one of those 30 degrees. So there's 1,800 minutes to each sign, and 30 degrees to each sign. That means a 360-degree circle. Isn't that easy? So... What I have done is I've memorized my chart. My moon is 17 degrees location Scorpio, rising 20 degrees Libra. The degree is more important. If you want to do the minutes too, that's okay. For the sun sign, you should do the minute too. My sun sign is 18 degrees 52 minutes Leo. My Mercury sign is also 18 Leo. My Pluto is 14 Leo. My Saturn is 25 Leo. My Neptune is 10 Libra. My Mars is 15 Libra. My Jupiter, 19 Sagittarius. And my Uranus, 29 Gemini. Venus, 5 degrees Cancer. Now, that's my chart. I have memorized my planets, so wherever I go, I can carry my chart in my head. And when you're following transits, sometimes you don't always have the opportunity or the patience to check the transits and move over and check your chart and check the transits and check your chart. That's why I prefer to take the time to carry my chart in my head so when I'm following the moving planets in the sky, then I can zero in on what's going on in a particular portion of my life. Now, we're talking about Saturn today, which is a planet of contraction and limitation. Which means that I, for example, hypothetically, if I gave out the location of Saturn at 28 degrees Sagittarius, and you have any planets within 16 degrees of that point, 8 degrees on either side, meaning if you have a planet at 20 degrees Sag, or at up to 5 Capricorn going into the next sign, then you are having a Saturn conjunction to that planet in your chart. Now, I've already told you what each planet means, right, in the first part of the show, which means if you're having a Saturn conjunction Knowing that Saturn symbolizes restriction and contraction and sometimes taking away a certain part of our life we might enjoy or might normally go free-flowing, if you are like a Sag or a Capricorn sun early and you're having this Saturn conjunction, your sun, for example, and that's what it means. If Saturn is sitting on top of a planet in your chart and it's either 8 degrees either side of that planet, that is called a Saturn conjunction or a Saturn eclipse, meaning Saturn is in the area of space where one of your planets was when you were born. I want to make that clear. And usually it's important to follow your Saturn transits because, like I said last week, Saturn being the major lesson planet, being the planet of karma, and of course revealing major karmic cycles in our lives, not only every 7 and 14 and 21 years, but every 28 to 30 years with the Saturn return, right? But when the Saturn return is over, the Saturn effect does not stop. What people forget about is that we're human beings and we're subject to karma, and we're subject to problems every day. And just because Saturn has moved on and our Saturn return is over, it doesn't mean that we're not having a Saturn transit of some kind. See what I mean? And if, for example, if Saturn is in conjunction to one of the planets in our chart, Sun, Moon, Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, or Pluto, like I said, a Saturn conjunction Venus transit, and usually the planet I say first, like Saturn is the moving planet in the sky. Saturn conjunction telling us what it's doing to a planet in our chart, the second planet, Venus, which is the fixed planet we're born with. Because Saturn contracts, you know what that means? Venus ruling money, women, and love, you could be having a problem in that area or a restriction or something taken away from you. 
Obviously, you don't want to gamble a lot of money during a Saturn conjunction Venus. Obviously, you don't want to be too obsessive or too clinging with your wife or girlfriend if you're having a Saturn conjunction Venus because you're sown karma with women at this time. Jupiter is your optimism and your confidence factor and your expansion factor, but sometime in your life, you're going to have a Saturn conjunction Jupiter. And some of that optimism is going to be reduced, restricted, or completely taken away. It's almost like Saturn being the Lord of Capricorn, when it moves over a planet in our chart, no matter what sign or house that planet's in, it turns it into a Capricorn planet. The key here usually being suffering to promote growth or discipline to promote growth. Talk about spring cleaning. I just went through a Saturn conjunct Jupiter, my most recent conjunction, which was about a year ago, and wow, talk about tightening the belt buckle as far as finances are concerned. If I hadn't done that, the show would have been off the air because we weren't taking in as much money as we needed to pay for the show. Now that transit's gone, but Saturn is now moved into another aspect in my chart, which we're going to talk about in the second segment of this show. See, because not only is it important to follow Saturn sitting on top of one of the planets in your chart, but Saturn can also go into what we call a further aspect, A-S-P-E-C-T, aspect, with another planet in your chart where Saturn can either be two signs away from a planet called a sextal transit, Saturn sextal your planet or sextal your Venus or whatever. It can be three signs away from a planet in your chart, what we will call that a Saturn square to a planet in your chart, or it can be six signs away called a Saturn opposition or exactly opposite. Now, I have found that the most obvious karmic times in our lives, besides the Saturn return and the basic Saturn cycles to itself, can be discovered when Saturn is at three signs away from any planet in your chart, six signs away from any planet in your chart, called the square and opposition transit respectively, or the infamous Saturn conjunction. So if you're hurting, or if you're missing something, or if something's lacking in your life, then you're probably having some kind of Saturn transit. All right? And all you people out there that have late mutables, meaning either planets in late Virgo, late Pisces, or late Gemini from like 20 to 28, right? All you people with early cardinals, that's right, everybody, anybody having planets from 0 to 5 Capricorn, 0 to 5 Aries, 0 to 5 Cancer, 0 to 5 Libra, you are all going through this Saturn transit, where Saturn would be squaring your planets right now at Libra and Aries, and opposing your planets, the opposition, right, in Cancer, and Saturn would be opposing your planets in Gemini right now, and also squaring your planets in Virgo or Pisces. So that's why a lot of people go through these upsy-daisy cycles. If you could just follow your Saturn cycles, then you would get a hold of the karma that's going on. And like I say, if you know what planet is involved, then you can understand your karma that much better. Obviously, if you're having a Saturn conjunct or square or opposed your Mars, you may be having trouble with not only men, all men, maybe even your health, because Mars is your battery. Whatever epitomizes Martian energy is what can be contracted, restricted, or require maintenance or discipline in that area. So it doesn't mean you're going to be sick if you have a Saturn opposition Mars, but it means you may have to maintain your health. See? If you're having a Saturn opposed Uranus, like I'm having, a lot of people in the late 40s having the Saturn opposed Uranus, Uranus opposed Uranus, Uranus epitomizes goals and friends. And right now, that area of my life is pretty much up in the air. I made plans yesterday to go to a St. Louis Cardinals Los Angeles Dodgers baseball game with one of my oldest friends, Dave. Been in the control room here with us. And because I'm having a Saturn opposition Uranus, this is the second time he did this to me, he didn't show up for the date at 5 o'clock, and he didn't even call me. He just dropped me and left me hanging. After confirming in the morning, he would be there. And nothing was wrong with him. I checked with his wife, and he was okay. He just flaked. 
But when you have a transit to your Uranus from Saturn, this could show a karma or a payback from a past life, something I might have done to him or other people that would have come back to me in reflection energy. And that's why whatever happens in my life, I embrace as something that needs to happen as far as a reversal or an energy exchange of some kind. So I was upset about it, but it's karma. It's karma. That's what Saturn does. Now, we're going to talk (laughs) some more about Saturn. And astrology is a very interesting science. And you could find out, maybe you're one of those people out there that I talk about that is rebirthing, and you're listening to this show for the first or second or fourth time, and you're sitting there going, you know what, this guy is starting to make sense. It gets scary, doesn't it? (laughs) You finally get away from sun sign philosophies, and you get into planetary astrology, and you say, I want to know about this Saturn stuff. I want to know when Saturn is sitting on a planet in my chart and what it's doing, what it means. It is really very, very powerful stuff. I mean, I consider myself blessed that I do have astrological knowledge so I can follow these cycles that explain so much craziness in one's life. It really helps you get over life a lot easier without taking it so personal, which is what I used to tend to do before I get into astrology. I still take life personal, but not as much. (laughs) Life's too short to take personal, right? These Saturn transits are very heavy. And frankly, if you are a person with Venus or Mars in late Sag or early Capricorn, or in late Pisces, early Aries, late Gemini, early Cancer, like myself, or late Virgo or early Libra, then you are going through a Saturn transit. When I got divorced, I didn't know anything about astrology. I, like a fool, like an idiot, I got married into a Saturn conjunction Venus. Would you believe I got married with Saturn and Gemini And two years later, it hit cancer, went over my Venus. You know, I have seen so many people, including my sister and myself, both get divorced when Saturn went conjunction my Venus and her Mars. So many times the karma strikes, the discipline is necessary, the choices need to be made, and the process needs to be fulfilled when Saturn goes over Venus or Mars in your chart, usually affecting love, money, and relationships. So those are the heaviest transits. And those of you out there that have Venus or Mars, like I said, in late Virgo, early Libra, late Sag, early Capricorn, late Pisces, early Aries, or late Gemini, early Cancer. And if you are married, thinking about getting married or in a relationship, and you've either been having a problem or sense a problem coming up. Those of you with the late ones are doing a lot better than the ones early because they haven't been hit as hard yet. Like I say, karma is part of life. And when we recognize a karma, a lot of times the key is the suffering or the pain. And a lot of times the symptom is the pain and the suffering or the loss or the removal or the rejection. And the cure, a lot of times, is the process. The dusting yourself off, the picking yourself off, the carrying on with your life, recognizing this is a cycle of life, this is a process of growth and evolution, recognizing that you are a human being and sometimes you can't always get what you want, although usually you do get what you need, quote Mick Jagger, right? But many times when Saturn transits happen, it's best to adhere to them, say goodbye. You know, I have said goodbye to some of my closest friends in the world this last couple months, probably never ever to be regrouped with them in the same level. I've just recognized some things in my relationships having the Saturn opposed Uranus that I just felt used. When you go out with a friend and you're always treating and they never treat, and then somebody finally treats you and they get angry, (laughs) you say to yourself, what is going on here? Here I'm trying to be generous and then they get upset when someone else is trying to be generous to me. You start to feel used by people. You start noticing in your marriages You start seeing things a lot clearer. The karma of the situation or the return of an energy that sometimes can be painful is what the Saturn cycle will create, will manifest. And, you know, it is so hard for a lot of us to let go, especially people like me with Cancer Leo charts. I have Cancer in my chart, right? I have Venus in Cancer, 
which is a planet that is so tied to the past. We people that have Cancer Moon, Cancer Rising, it's sometimes it's very hard for us to let go. If you came into my house, you'd see all this clutter. <laughs> you'd say, Farley, why are you saving everything here? I have Venus in Cancer. I like cute things. I like old things. I like older people. I like things that have significance from 20, 30 years ago. If a relationship ends, we're the same way. We don't like to let go of it. We're saving it, just like everything else, just like Leo planet people. Leo planet people have a problem because they're too stubborn. They're so stubborn they can't let go. Even though they've broken up, the divorce is clear, it's over, it still takes them years to say to themselves, hey, this son of a gun is over here. <laughs> this sucker is over, buddy. It's like you just can't let go. But, you know, sometimes if you are an astrology person and you do respect the vibration of astrology, then you'll be able to recognize a Saturn transit. And when that contraction hits, when that karma hits, when that restriction or limitation, when that required maintenance and discipline creates the obvious, that it is time for you to let go and move on and process out certain parts and aspects of your life that if you don't do it, sometimes they're ripped from you. People and situations can be ripped from you if you can't see the forest through the trees. Let me tell you, they are ripped from you. So I do consider the Saturn cycle important. I do consider it fun. I like when my karmic experiences are over and I process them because I know what kind of growth is going to hit and I bask in that growth. I love growth, so I love Saturn. I used to be afraid of this Saturn-opposed Uranus and Saturn-opposed Venus I've been going through before it hit because I said to myself, oh no, what's going to be taken from me? It's not so bad. My life is a lot better now than it was. I'm a lot happier now. Sometimes Saturn-opposed Venus or opposed Mars or conjunct Venus or conjunct Mars, it might take away an old relationship that you've nurtured and been obsessed with, but at the same transit, it could rebirth you and bring you ten-time better relationship than you'd ever imagined. That's right. You could be having a Saturn square Mars right now and be in one of the most growth opportunity experiences in your whole life. And it's a Saturn square. And you had to get through the garbage, which you've just gone through, maybe a bad accident or a major change or major transition, a lifestyle where you were a drunk or an alcoholic or a drug addict, you let it go, then finally you're being given something. These Saturn transits are fun. Embrace them. Bask in the results. Let go and process the garbage and reach for the light. And you'll find yourself a lot happier and a lot better for it. And that's my topic, the Saturn transit contractions. And you can put it together with that tape from last week called the Saturn return because they make an excellent one-two punch. First, we got Karen, who is a Cancer with Taurus rising. I mean, this is her husband. Right, Karen? Right. This is the old man. Hi, Farley. How are you? I'm doing good. I need a little advice. Okay. My husband is considering leaving his job to stay home with his infant son for a few months, but he's afraid that he will fall off the face of the earth and he'll never get another job. What's so important about the child that he can't give it attention during the weekends and nights and such, evenings? Um, he would just like the opportunity to spend as much time with him as possible, and I would like to go back to work. <laughs> it appears that he's pretty safe, because Pluto will try in his Uranus, which is the lord of his career, and that will last for a couple years, so he appears to be qualified enough and intelligent enough with a good enough resume that he could probably bounce back if necessary. Okay. I can't guarantee it, but that's what it appears. Okay. Thanks for the help. What's the baby's name? My baby's son is Alex. Can I talk to him? No, just kidding. <laughs> See you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Let's go to line two and talk to Larry, a Capricorn Libra rising. Hey, Larry. Hey, Barley. How are you doing? Very good. Great. Heavy show. <laughs> Makes sense that it's Saturn, I suppose. Yeah. I'd like a general scan. I've never had a general scan from you. What degree is your Libra rising? I think it's early, isn't it? Seven, right. Yeah. 
Okay, basically, for you, we are showing some major opportunities this summer, especially improve relationships for you. Has that part of your life been quiet lately? Real quiet. <laughs> okay, so we're looking for a new beginning here. In fact, even today and tomorrow, there's a potential for you, but this beginning will build for you dramatically. You're one of those people with Mars and Aries, right. and Mars will be in Aries for almost six months. So you are showing uh, the root of possibly one of the best relationships of your life. Hmm. You just want to make sure that this person is together and not flake. You know what type of person you like. Right. But you right. can't tell a book by its cover, so be patient. And overall, I think that you are entering an extremely spiritual state in your life right now. And as long as you adhere to meditation and prayer and affirmations, you should create some fantastic new beginnings for yourself, okay? Right. Even career seems to, to have a spiritual slant. Everything in your life is going to be affected by that, even the new relationship. Huh. Okay, right. LG. Great, thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks. Let's go to Terry now, a Sagittarius Virgo rising. Hi, Terry. Hi, Farley. I think I'm going through a Saturn transit. It's pretty rough. Now, you're having a couple of things. You've already gone through a Saturn conjunct your Mars this last year and a half. Yeah. And that could have been a restriction with relationships. Yes. And now you're having a Saturn return. And that'll be a two-year effect till 1991 in your birthday. And <laughs> don't, don't worry, Terry. And also, let's see, your moon is in Satch. Yeah. What degree? Oh, no, it's Capricorn. Okay, what degree? Two degrees, Capricorn. 50. Okay, so Saturn has been conjunct your moon for about a year now. Yeah. So there's an emotional restriction there. There's a karma there with your feelings now. Yeah. And also connected to career because it's a Capricorn moon. So emotionally, you've been really probably bombarded with lots of choices. Yeah, I kind of have. And at the same time, probably feel not as happy as you'd like to be. Yeah. Heavy, isn't it? It really is. All right, well, I hope you feel better. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Let's go now to Heather now, who's Aries Virgo rising. Hi, Heather. Hi, Farley. Greetings. It was a good show. It was a good show. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just want a general scale, basically. Basically? Mm-hmm. And you're a Virgo rising at what degree? 17. Well, that's exactly sextile my moon. <laughs> you must think I'm cute. <laughs> Yeah, I do. I saw you on TV. Boy, you are showing some bucks here, kid. Yeah, well, I don't have any right now, but... Well, if you were in your own business, you might be making the deposits instead of... Well, I'm opening a business. What kind? Interior landscaping. Oh, you're going to make a killing with it. I think the key here is promotion for you. Yeah, that's... that's and yeah. timing, you know, like the date you want to start that. You want to wait till some of these retrogrades stop. Mm-hmm. But you're going through so many trines to your Venus the next few years that it's going to be hard for you not to make money. It's just... A lot of it has to do with your attitude. Uh-huh. How is it? How's your attitude? Right now, not real good because I'm stuck in a job that I want out. Did you hear the show yesterday? No, I didn't. It was on self-esteem. It's probably one of the best shows I've ever done. Okay. But you look like you probably need some work in that area. Okay. And then if you can get your confidence up and your visualization process mm-hmm. down, you could really conquer the world in the next year or so. You're shown money right now. So if it's not there, it's because you're not doing something. Right. I'm not working at it. Okay. Well, how about... My love life. Anything there? It's hard for you to focus on too many things at once when you're Virgo rising. Mm -hmm. Because Virgo rising is a workaholic, and usually it's hard for them to be too ambidextrous. Right. I think you're having the Saturn opposition Mars. So as part of the topic, part of your Saturn transit is like a void or a vacuum of relationships right now. Mm, Wonderful. It's restriction. I mean, it's not saying you can't have it. You might have a relationship, but you better get your attitude up first because nobody wants an insecure partner. Right. Okay? Okay, great. Bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. Let's go to Peter now, who is a Pisces Cancer Rising. Hi, Pete. Hi, Farley. Greetings. All right. This is a good day. You're talking about my favorite planet. Why is that? Well, I've been trying to uh, channel a lot of the energy that uh, 
planet that Saturn offers there. Uh-huh. And I've seen a lot of interesting things with it. I've got Saturn in the fifth house. Aha. Uh-huh. It's opposed to the moon, and uh, right now, talking about the transit, Saturn is trining my Jupiter and Pluto, but it's squaring the sun, but everything seems to be okay. I don't know. What's your feedback? Well, I didn't talk that much about trines because Saturn conjunctions and squares and oppositions are a lot harder or a lot more noticeable. Mm-hmm. The Saturn trine usually is an opportunistic aspect that occurs during your life that is like somebody giving you something or like an opportunity or potential that finally manifests, sometimes a lifelong dream. It could be connected with career. Definitely. The Saturn square sun could affect your overall happiness factor. With Saturn in the fifth, as we know, part of your karma has to do with happiness and optimism and Leo 9 vibration from the fifth house segment there. But Saturn square your sun right now would be more of an identity transition mm-hmm. or identity reformation, reevaluation. Could be a health maintenance too, where you're kind of rebirthing in some way. That's true because my attitude is really getting better and I seem to be pulling more to the spiritual side of life also. Very good. That's always good for a Pisces to do. Right. Thanks, Pete. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. Anita has a question about her young daughter. Hi. Hi, Farley. Now, she's a Sag with Cap Rising, your daughter? Well, I guess she's a Sag. She's a November 22nd, 73. Yeah. 28 Capricorn Rising. I don't know what does that make her son. I'd have to see her chart because the sun changed signs that day. Right. So if you have a chart on her, you should I check the chart that you did. So where will I find it? I'm looking at it now. It says SU on the wheel. It'll say SU. S-C or S-U-S-G? Yeah, right. Sun. Oh, yeah, S-G-0. Okay, so she's a Sag with uh, Cap Rising and Scorpio Moon, is that right? Uh, Moon. Yes, seven Scorpio. Okay, what's your question? Okay, she is really acting crazy. Since February, I'm wondering if it's some kind of transit. What do you mean crazy? What Uh, kind of symptoms? She's ditching school. She's never done any of these things before. Ditching school, cutting class, and being a real behavior problem. Yeah, she's having a half-Saturn return. It happens around 14 years old and a year or two approaching and passing. She has Saturn in Cancer, and she's being extremely hypersensitive probably, taking everything way too personal and kind of rebelling. She already has Jupiter and Aquarius square her moon, so she's one stubborn puppy here. And you might need to somehow discipline her or get her some therapy or some counseling, I would think. Uh-huh. Let me ask you, is there a way you can look at a chart and see if a girl child will be predisposed to PMS, like maybe she has a heavy stress in water signs or something? Yeah, well, usually if you have a, an afflicted moon like she has, moon square Jupiter, a lot of times it means her mother's pretty high strung. Uh-huh. Did you lose your temper a lot around her? No, I really don't. Okay. Have you been sensitive and vulnerable around her? Since, yeah, probably so. Okay, so she probably picked that up from you. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And maybe, you know, she might have judged you on that. She might have, well, she's either too vulnerable or not vulnerable enough or whatever. But but when you have a moon square Jupiter, it does create extreme emotions and extreme moods, which is like a constant PMS. <laughs> okay, good luck, hon. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Gosh, I'm, I'm having a minor throat problem, but let's see. My throat is healthy and my lungs are clear. Okay, let's go to Eric now. Gemini Libra Rising. Hey, Eric. Hey, how you doing? Eric good, the Red. Good topic today. All right. I had a question here about my Saturn. It's in the, uh, looks like the 11th house here. It's uh, Saturn 23 Aquarius, 6 retrograde. Yeah. And I have two squares, Venus 25 Taurus and a Mercury 24 Taurus. <laughs> wow. And also it's trined by the sun at 17 Gemini 22. Wow. So, uh, yeah. I, know. I thought I had karma with friends, goals, and women. <laughs> You win the Academy Award, Eric. Are you a lonely guy or something? 
No, no. Okay, do you have a girlfriend? Oh, yeah. Okay, how is the relationship? It's a little bit edgy at times. It's challenging, but you're strong enough to handle it. Yeah. Now, what about your friends? Have you ever had people dump on you like I had? Yeah, all the time. Well, that's a typical reflection of what type of jerks we were in past lives as far as trying to be friends were. Uh Of course, the key here, because it is focused on the 11th house, is focused with friends and direction in life. Mm -hmm. Because Venus and Mercury are involved, your values, your love, vibration, women, and your psychological framework are connected. Right. As far as you taking it personal if you're misdirected or if your friends dump on you. But embracing what this karma really serves by not allowing yourself to have setbacks, you're forced to organize your goals now, and you're forced to almost make long lists of what you want out of life and such. You're shown some positive vibrations until your Saturn return because right now, for example, the Gemini transits, Venus and Gemini will trine your Saturn. That will help. Whenever you get trines to your Saturn, it seems like friends and goals are happening. When you get squares in opposition setting off that T-square, it's like frustration and loss. Yeah. It's a pretty logical cycle. Mm-hmm. Okay, guy? All right. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. All right. All right. Let's go to Bob, who uh, is my good friend, Bob Kaiser, Kieser, who is a journalist for the Herald Sports Section. Hi, Bobby. Hey, Bobby. How are you? You have time to call us. Hey, I'm sitting here eating lunch, listening to your show, taking a break from writing. I thought I'd give you a call. <laughs> All right. Very good. I want to compliment you first on your uh, your prediction. You told me on the phone that uh, Tyson would embarrass Spinks and... Uh, I think everyone would have to agree he did. and uh, You printed that, too. I sure did, and it makes you look good. Yeah, people called me up and said, well, you predicted a public whitewash in that one. But, you know, I also expected Tyson to do what he did and, and retire, you know, so. I knew it, probably unretired, too. It, it, oh, yeah, definitely he will, but uh, boxing can be so phony. Bob, let me go in the ring and take a couple of punches for $10 million, you know what I mean? I can give him 92 seconds. The best 92 seconds of my life today. They want to pay me 13 million. You know, all those people paid all those plane tickets and got all those hotel reservations and all those boxing seats and and that big celebrity party just to sit there for 92 seconds. Billions of dollars spent for 92 seconds. It really was. It was uh, a lot of people. I was watching it at a closed circuit location and uh, people were just shocked. They would either ran out of the room (laughs) or just sat there waiting for something else to happen. We had a party at my house, and we just watched the replay about 50 times. And when we saw that one punch, enough, we okay, that's enough, you know. My question for you today is I found a very wonderful woman. She is a Taurus, and I'm a Capricorn, and I want to see what was ahead first. What is her birthday? 421-53. You have been married, right? Right. I take it you're divorced. Right. And she is, uh, whoa, she looks like a pretty attractive woman here. She is. A knockout, huh? Pretty much. You're not susceptible to her charm, are you? <laughs> no more than any other man. <laughs> no more than any... That might be the only problem there, Bob. As long as she's dedicated to you, and as long as she is somebody who really respects you and respects herself and can be consistent with you without being too unstable or too stubborn. Mm-hmm. It looks like lately here she's been going through a little bit of an emotional transition, and her desires run deep. You know, she has a Mars conjunct Jupiter, so she needs a lot of laughs with men, you know, lots of excitement. And her Jupiter is trying your Venus, which does show a good match. Okay. It's not perfect. And as we know, with Saturn and Libra in 1951 in your chart, your karma is connected with all relationships. Right. So you're shown another marriage with a Venus trying Saturn, but you may be shown more than one. It's something always to be on the... I'm showing another marriage with uh, just with that Venus trying Saturn. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Whenever you have Venus trines in a man's chart, then you're shown a lot more marriages than not, or at least marriage-type relationships, like live-in situations. Uh-huh. Okay, guy? Okay. Thank you. Sure. Good luck. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bob Keezer from the Herald Examiner, the guy who does sports on the air, is one of our listeners, too. Let's talk to an old friend and a longtime supporter, Kathy the Scorpio, Libra Rising. Hi, Kath. 
Hi, Farley. How are you doing? Excellent. How are you? I'm real good. Thank you. Glad to have you call. Thanks a lot. I'll tell you, I have really been through just about every change you can imagine since the first of the year, and thank goodness I think they're all for the good. Good. Uh, new career, uh, got rid of a relationship that wasn't so so fantastic, uh, new car, you know, the whole thing. Um, I just had a Jupiter return. Mm-hmm. And I think from what you were saying today that I've got a Saturn conjunct Venus right now. My Venus is uh, 22 Sag. That's right, and it'll get a little stronger as we go into the summer, too. Super. Well, I kind of just wanted a general scan in light of all these big changes in my life, and maybe you can kind of tell me what you see for me coming up here. Well, that Saturn conjunct Venus is pretty good, Kathy, because you have Venus trying your Pluto in Leo in your natal chart. Uh-huh. And Venus also sextile your Saturn in Libra, and Venus sextile Neptune in Libra. So you are being given something with discipline and with maintenance and with patience. You're being given something either financial or in career and possibly concerning love vibration from that particular transit. Oh, great. So we do find that when Saturn does conjunct a blessed planet in your chart, like your Venus is, Uh or like my Jupiter is in Sag, then a lot of times we don't experience as much pain or suffering, but we're kind of given that gift we've been waiting for. Oh, thank God. That's wonderful news. All right. Good luck. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Let's go to Harriet, a Libra Gemini rising. Hi, Harriet. Hi, Farley. I want to go with the topic for today because I have four Libra planets and my moon's in late Virgo. Okay. So you're telling me I'm going to have a lot of changes going on here. Yeah, that's really a good observation because whether you have early Libra planets or early Capricorn planets or early Aries or Cancer planets doesn't matter because Saturn will square them eventually in the next year or two, all of them, all Libra, all Aries, and all Cancer planets and oppose them. So, yeah, you are definitely going through a major karma cycle. And big review, you have Mars and Cancer also. So Saturn will oppose your Mars, and it will square your Sun, it will square your Mercury, it will square your Jupiter, it's square your Moon now. So we're talking about total metamorphosis for you and major house cleaning in many areas, almost every area of your life, from residence to career, friends, goals, finances, relationships, family situations, children, if any. And lots of changes here. A lot of things are going to be confronted to you and a lot of choices will need to be made. And you might find that some situations are going to pass and it'll be important for you to embrace that and process it and send it off. So I hope you're ready, okay? Okay, I have one last question on that. I have Venus and Virgo about 14 degrees. Is that going to buffer any of this? Oh, yeah. See, Neptune will trine your Venus and so will Saturn and Uranus. So at least you should have some money, and you should have some happiness or some freedom to take off and do some travel, too. Oh, well, that sounds wonderful. Okay, thanks, Harriet. Bye-bye. Let's squeak somebody else in here. Let's go to Adriana Pisces. Hi. Hi. How are you? First-time caller. Yes. Your topic was so unbelievable for me that I had to call in. Well, I might not have a total amount of time to finish you. If that's true, you can call back tomorrow if, if the show ends soon, okay? Great. So can I be quick with you on something? Sure. Well, you are showing some good stuff here, kid. You're showing money and power in the next two weeks. You might have already had some incidents of some opportunity affect your life recently. That's from the Gemini transits. You have Venus and Mars and Aquarius, which makes you a very unique person, very intelligent, and very much interested in different things, variety, sometimes bizarre things. So, you know, you're very mental in your approach, and you should get your chart done. You'd love it, okay? Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. <laughs> we'll see you real soon. Weekdays in the Fox at 12 noon. Have a great day, and I love you. Bye-bye.